Welcome to Compassion Radio 360. Good morning, honey. It's time for Compassion Radio's 360. It's the end of the week. Hi, it's good to be here. And the world has changed a bit since the last time we sat around this <laughs> microphone. In fact, up here in the northwest where we live now, everything's changed. The weather's yeah. shifted. We're looking into the holiday season now. The fall leaves are beautiful. Yeah. It is a season of transition, mm-hmm. and the fall always seems more that way even than spring does for some reason. I guess because you can see it all change rapidly. It's all transforming in yeah, front of your eyes. Yeah. With all of the wonderful things about the change of seasons and the holidays ahead of us, we still have this kind of nagging sense that there's a lot of unresolved conflicts, literally, in this world. A lot of problems that are not solved yet and a lot of potential threats to our peace and well-being that are still out there in the world. We don't ignore those things, but we do believe that no matter what's going on in the world, the way God approaches it and leads us into things and through things can be transformational in itself. Right. No matter what our circumstances are, we can look at it and say, what does God have for us in this, in this moment, in this place? We have a story today that's exactly about that. In fact, it resonates with both of us because we've done things like this in our past. In fact, (laughs) we learned a lot about the world, about how God works through his church, through doing the things you're going to hear about today in this article we've highlighted. Mm -hmm. And they're doing the work they do in a place where we say, wait a minute, why would you even start now? There's a war going on, for Mm -hmm. crying out loud. Mm -hmm. You wait till things are done. No, not these people. They're jumping into the thick of it. And it seems like the people we've met on the road out there in the kingdom of God are those kind of people. They jump right in because God said go, not because the calendar said, okay, now it's safe to do something. They're they're doing it because they believe they're only safe in what God tells them to do. It seems risky to everybody else, but to them, it's the thing. For this group of people that we're highlighting today, this is a passion project for them. It's about loving their country and loving their neighbor. And that's what we're all about here on Compassion Radio. Not just about loving our country, which we do love our country, and we want to work to build our country and to make our country the best place it can possibly be for us to live. And for kingdom people, that means serving our neighbors. I mean, it really means building community, one family, one person at a time with the circle that God gives us. And that's the point I was going to make. Loving our country is about loving our neighbor. Yeah. And building our neighbor up and helping our neighbor when they're down. We've talked about so many times, who is my neighbor? We talked about that on 360 even, not long ago. Who is my neighbor and how do I help those around me that need it the most? So this story is one of those stories that really restores your faith in humanity and young people. When I was younger, I can remember my grandparents and my parents even, you know, young people today, blah, 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 this or that. And... Oftentimes, there is a reason for that. We see moral decline and we blame it on the youth, you know, and that's not always true. Community message boards, even like on Facebook, other social media, people start talking about the things that are good and bad in their communities. And I've seen it on these community bulletins. They tend to turn into rag sessions about the things that are going wrong instead of highlighting and honoring those things that are going really well Mm -hmm. or people that are bringing out the best in others. And it's so strange because I look at that and say, you know, the, the things you're complaining about that you want to blame other people for is really your attitude. Talk about where the problem is right now. Your attitude towards quote-unquote outsiders is killing you. It's destroying your peace of mind and your joy. So why don't we just start over and start talking about the things that are good, about where you live, who you know, the community you're in. 
and build from there because you can't build when you're tearing something down all the time. And every problem that we face in life is not, as they say in construction, a gut job where the only way to solve it is to completely gut the building and start over. The real good designers, the real good builders look at what is there and say, what can we save? What can we preserve? What what are the charms of this building that we should build mm-hmm. the rest of our construction on? And you see those kind of specials on HGTV and mm-hmm. the DIY network all the time. They find something charming and they hone in on that and they make it glorious. Now, that I think is a metaphor for relationships and for societies. Let's talk about the people that are making a difference in some place you would not believe could be made a difference in. Yeah. Sometimes you have to completely clear the rubble before you can start to rebuild. Yeah, that's all there is. And that's what's happening in the country of Ukraine right now. There is so much rubble and so much destruction because of the war that they can't even begin to rebuild because of the trash that's in the way. Mm -hmm. So there's an organization that was formed because of a need. The organization is based in Ukraine. And it's friends who invited their other friends and who invited friends. And it's grown to thousands of volunteers, literally. And they go into places of destruction and begin to clear the rubble away for the people who are living there so that they can begin to rebuild their lives, basically. Or at least have a clear piece of ground to put a tent up to live on the property that they inhabit. Right. We're talking about young people primarily in Ukraine that are doing this. Mm -hmm. This is not some international organization that saw a need to put logistics into play and start doing something on the government level. This is the very definition of grassroots operations. Mm -hmm. Well, even though it's a grim setting for this organization to work in, they have lightened the mood by their camaraderie and their Mm -hmm. friendship. They put on dance music over a Bluetooth speaker to someone's radio or their phone, and they clear this rubble. They dance, and they laugh, and they just enjoy each other. And they go to destroyed villages all around Ukraine to help people clean up their homes who aren't able to do it. So we're going to read right from the article that NPR posted this past week, and it's a photo essay. We will describe best we can what we see in those photos, and we'll provide a link for you on the website so you can see it for yourself. So these are 20 and 30-something-year-olds who want to help their country. They want to do something positive and encouraging, and they've gone in, and the story specifically speaks about a woman who's in her 60s, who's retired and lives on her own, is unable to clear the rubble on her house by herself. This group came in and cleaned it up. And now there's a good space for her to be able to rebuild at some point. She is thrilled about it. And she's picking apples to help them, you know, for snacks and that sort of thing. The organizers of this group say that their aim is not only to restore the lives of the people that they're working for, they're volunteering to help, but they want to restore the sense of community after this seven or eight months of war that they're going through. People have been so isolated for safety reasons. They want to bring them together in a way that supports mental health and getting back to, quote, normal, which this is not normal. Not yet. But that's one of their aims as well, not just helping the community, which it's doing, and get on track to helping others. You know, when we serve others it takes our focus off of ourselves and we outward focus it gives us strength and courage when we don't focus on ourselves and we focus on others our lives come into focus yeah. and that's what these young people are doing they're focusing on real life so let's read some of that article okay this particular story is taking place in the area called Kolichivka in Ukraine 
this woman is referring to them as their kids. So these kids are a dozen or so, 20 to 30 somethings, clearing up rubble. It's a grim setting, but the mood is light. Techno music blasts from a Bluetooth speaker and people dance and laugh as they work. They volunteer for Repair Together. It's a large network of friends who raise money to bring busloads of young people from around Ukraine to destroyed villages to help people clean up their homes. It needs to be a growing organization because there are now hundreds, if not multiple thousands of villages and towns and cities that have been leveled. Mm -hmm. This particular city was bombed early in the war, so the Russian army has been pushed away from this area. So it is relatively safe in that sense. Militarily, yes. Militarily. A young man named Roman, who's 27-year-old, dances atop a trailer parked out front as he empties buckets of debris to be hauled away. He worked for a major educational company in Kiev, but lost his job when the war started. Volunteering in Ukraine, he says, it's become a way of our everyday life. We all just want to feel useful. Important thought there. Now, the mm-hmm. picture you see is of this young guy, long hair, bright blue, long sleeve t-shirt and overalls, standing in front of a pile of dirt that is in the back of a wagon. And he looked like he just bagged a trophy animal. He's just got that beaming smile on his face like, very I did this. And it's a pile of debris on the back of a wagon that he's getting ready to haul away. Mm. Victoria Sitovska, who's 20, sways to the music and shovels nearby. She was born in Ukraine, but goes to school in Germany. And since the war began, she came back to Ukraine on school breaks to help. She says the festive atmosphere is necessary. Necessary. That's true. She says, right now we all feel anger and a lot of destructive emotions. Listening to music keeps us balanced so Mm. we can keep working. Important thought. Mm -hmm. Because what if you were frustrated, angry with everything you saw around you? How would you apply yourself to something positive? You have to refocus. Mm -hmm. And these kids know that music brings life. Mm -hmm. And so they're dancing to it. They're working to it. The cleanup events were born out of that idea. So a few friends got together to help out in a different village earlier this spring. But there were so many places that needed help that they invited other friends who invited more friends. Now, organizers say that thousands of volunteers have helped out already at these events. The scale of destruction is just so huge, says Marina Harbina, who is 34 and one of the organizers. It can be easy to become overwhelmed by it all, she says. The group tries to focus on what's possible on the difference they can make to individual people in individual villages. I think that's really important to look at, too, because sometimes we see something happening, and it's like, this is so overwhelming. And if I can't help everybody, what's the point? Taking a teaspoon of water out of the ocean, that's not going to help. But helping one person at a time is doable. Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. We continue to focus our relief efforts on the intrepid Christians getting relief to the front lines of conflict in Ukraine. Oksana Gorbanova is the tip of the spear on this project. Just last week, she and team members from our partner, Serve Ukraine, finished delivering aid that you provided through your generous giving. Here's how your gift made a difference this time. A refugee and orphanage center was quickly built in western Ukraine that Oksana's volunteers currently use to serve hundreds of new refugees every day. You helped to buy seed for a new community farm and garden that is feeding hundreds of people. You helped to buy a herd of cows that is now providing children with fresh milk. And the farm itself is providing work and hope for those who feel lost and without purpose. For all of this, friends, I say thank you. And don't stop now. Please give generously today so we can keep growing our Serve Ukraine project and supporting heroes like Oksana Gorbanova. 
They're bracing for a brand new wave of refugees heading their way. So again, please give whatever the Lord enables you to, to help us save more lives and deliver more hope. Just call today, 1-800-868-2478. Or write us at Compassion Radio, P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. And catch us on the web, of course, at CompassionRadio.com. Sometimes we see something happening and it's like, this is so overwhelming. And if I can't help everybody, what's the point? Taking a teaspoon of water out of the ocean, that's not going to help. But helping one person at a time is doable. I remember when we were younger and we traveled with the Continental Singers, there was a song called Each One Can Reach One. It was one of those songs that just reminded you, it's like, I don't have to do everything, but I can do one thing. I must do something. Yeah. These kids have faith that what they're doing matters, not just because they're involved with a big organization of volunteers, but because they met somebody. They actually ministered to somebody that needed the help that was appreciative. They built a relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't solve the problems of the world by solving all the problems of the world at one time. You solve it one person at a time. You solve a problem for a person. Mm -hmm. And that's been pretty much what we've done through Compassion Radio all these years. We invite people to join with us in some project, whether it's getting Bibles into China or doing relief work in the Middle East or disaster relief somewhere else. And now, of course, a lot of the work with the church in Ukraine, saving lives, literally saving lives and rebuilding, Mm -hmm. like these kids are doing, clearing the path for the good things to come. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that scripture of John the Baptist saying, clear the streets of debris. The king is coming. I mean, Mm -hmm. That's what we're about, clearing the path so that real peace and life and joy can happen. Mm-hmm. But it can't happen until the garbage is moved out of the way. Yeah. Marina says, we're just normal people, but we have our bodies, we have our arms, mm. we have our health. Yeah. And they're putting that health to the test because they're definitely working very strenuously. They try to make it memorable. They usually camp nearby. They work through weekends and hold dance parties at night to blow off steam after days of hard emotional work which is important. You've got to have a place to blow off steam. And these pictures are great because it shows them just eating lunch. They're hanging out together. Another picture is a gal with a silly hat on and they're dancing around. Another picture shows them laying out sleeping bags on the floor of a gymnasium. Yoga mats for the mattresses. Yeah. Some people say, come on, you can't have fun. It's a war. But I say we're doing something good. Can't we also have fun? Hmm. It's an honest question, and we need to answer that in the church because we don't always make it fun or full of joy to serve. Now, down the street, a boombox is perched on the foundation of a destroyed home, and it blasts Ukrainian pop music. Two young people throw bricks to one another, stacking them as they go. Tatiana Vereshashina, well, that's a tough name, she shovels alongside the volunteers. This was her family's house they're removing the debris from. This was all a surprise, she says with a laugh, referring to the volunteers and their efforts. I didn't know about any of it. And then there's a picture of her and her young daughter standing in front of their home. And they're smiling. Right. This is not being thrown away. They're literally salvaging everything they can as they go. She says that she asked local authorities if she could borrow a trailer to haul away debris. Instead, she found out there was a whole team coming to help. Her nine-year-old daughter, Anastasia, jumps around and dances nearby. She's been making tea for the volunteers to help keep them warm. Volunteer Lisa Kuchubi is helping Vera shovel, joking as they work. She says just because she's out here laughing today doesn't mean she doesn't pay attention to the news. She's very aware of what's going on around her. There are seven days a week. Five of those we read the news and get really sad. And two days a week we gather together and get distracted by work, Mm -hmm. she says. A short walk away, past cows grazing by the road, 60-year-old Katerina Yurchenko 
keeps watch over her destroyed property, where more volunteers are packing up at the end of the day. She was born in the house and has lived there all her life. Cleaning it up has been too emotionally difficult to do alone. She says this group of workers finished in one day what would have taken her months, even if their music isn't for her. (laughs) There's a generational shift right there. They are young and they like music, so I don't mind, she says. But honestly, I don't have any music Mm -hmm. in my soul right now. She pauses, thinking, and then continues. You know what, though? The music is better than the bombs. Much better. As she talks, a sunset fills the horizon, bright pink, orange, and purple. It bounces off the gold Dome church next door and is reflected in the nearby stream. And it's a beautiful picture. A few of the volunteers pause their packing to take selfies, then continue stacking equipment. She thanks them. They wave and head down the dirt road. The Bluetooth speaker still blasting. They turn a corner and the music fades. The village is quiet again. Kirchenko walks over and stands in what was once her kitchen. Now, she says, she just needs help to rebuild. I couldn't help but think about the stories of Ezra and Nehemiah being Mm -hmm. called by God and going halfway across Asia Minor to go make a difference in their homeland because they felt called to go. Mm -hmm. They had no idea what they encountered when they got there. What they found was this, piles of rubble, and they had to have a total reset of their expectations. They've left a peaceful, prosperous nation to come to a pile of rubble. Mm -hmm. So they had to have holy imagination to see what could become again. These young people are doing that first phase of the work that you read about in Ezra and Nehemiah. They're clearing the plate, a clean field for a new foundation, or recovering foundations and restoring them so they can be built upon. But every situation will be different and unique and have its own difficulties and challenges, but also opportunities and promises. Nehemiah was charged specifically with rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And there were plenty of places that there was just gigantic gaps. So that had to be replaced. And they had to decide what of the leftovers was usable and what needed to be discarded. And that's exactly what's happening here. They're going through piling bricks up. These can be reused when we need them to rebuild. Right. We see that in Nehemiah. That's what they're doing right now. They're just clearing all this away. They're salvaging what they can, hauling away the trash that they don't need anymore that's not useful, starting with not a blank slate, but a clean slate. Yeah. Nobody wants to hoard garbage. There's no future in looking at a pile of debris, especially if it's the wreckage of your life. Plenty of us have been through what feels like wreckage over the past two or three years because of all kinds of circumstances, not just COVID and things, but upheavals in jobs and locations and economy and school and all kinds of things have been tumped over. Many people feel like that on their own. All of these kids that are contributing to this project, they probably have the same issues back home. They left behind their own challenges, their own piles of debris, their own wreckage of lives. But coming to this new place, to them, is a very old place for those they serve. And those people will remain. But how they remain and what they believe for the future, and not just the future of them in their property, but of their nation, the next generations coming up, are being born now. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing is true of every generation that has faced those kind of challenges. We read about it in Ezra and Nehemiah, about the rebuilding of the temple and the walls. The city came back to life. The temple came back into existence because people had a vision that went beyond just what was in front of them. We need each other. We need generations to work together. We need older folks to bless the younger folks who have the strength to lift more. Mm -hmm. In one day, a swarm of people with vision and passion can transform one person's life tremendously. This is how the nation of Ukraine is going to resurrect when this war is over. 
there's going to be work of generations to come to build the thing they dream about. Yeah, it's going to be the young people that are going to rise up and rebuild this nation in a significant way. And they have crazy pop music. And they dress in a way that maybe older people don't appreciate. And they act in a certain way. And they do things that we don't approve of or whatever. But I'm reminded of the scripture in First Timothy that says, Let no one despise you because of your youth. Don't let anyone think less of you because of your age, because you're young. Or because you're acting young. Because you're acting young. (laughs) Just be an example to those around you in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. This is Paul admonishing Timothy, a young man. Don't get drugged down by all this. Leading a church, yeah, Yeah. who's leading an effort to rebuild a society and to build something beautiful. And that's exactly what's happening here. Now, these people are not kids. They're young adults. In our country as well, here in the U.S., we have young adults who are passionate about helping others, about loving others, and bringing others into the fold, and banking a bigger table instead of excluding people, and inviting everyone in. And I think that's a beautiful thing. As an older adult, (laughs) I can look at that and say, okay, that may be not something I can do as easily, but the young people of this country are wanting to do that, are passionate about that, and they're doing that, and I need to bless them for that. Indeed. And that's going to keep happening here in the States, too, because there are plenty of opportunities to serve. I know churches are gearing up even now to be sending teams down to South Florida Mm -hmm. to deal with the massive destruction we're only now really beginning to get the shape of. Our understanding of how many people have really, truly lost their homes is just beginning to get out. There's a lot of stuff to do here close to home, too. I don't care where you serve. If God says to serve, he'll show you some place to go. And he'll encourage you to encourage young people to not shy away from big challenges. Mm -hmm. We find a big God when we ask him to bring us where he is, because he does big things in very tender and personal and small ways. But nonetheless, they're huge for the person who's being touched. We have to start with allowing God to reframe it for us Mm -hmm. so we don't give up too early. We don't never try because we think it's too big. We have to know what the path is for us that God has and move forward. And I've got one more scripture to wrap up this program. And here's Isaiah 58:12 from the message. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate, make the community livable again. Mm. There's nothing particularly spiritual in that description, but is not the spirit of a community something important? Mhm. So if God can be aware of and concerned about the emotional, mental, and community health of a people, as much as he's concerned about your own personal piety and willingness to obey and serve him, it means that God is everywhere you go. Every challenge you face, he's right there. It is ministry. And the things we do with Compassion Radio are geared toward that, too. We want to give you opportunities, friends, to join us and help others and join with them in opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom and through the kingdom in this world. And we're so grateful you're part of it with us. My prayer is that we all want to be a restorer Mm. and a renewer and encourager. That's what Isaiah is talking about. Let's be the kind of people that restore others' lives, that renew relationships and communities, and bring kingdom into our everyday lives. Some of these little old ladies that are mentioned in this article, they were very encouraged because someone carried away the trash and gave them a future and a clean slate. Mm -hmm. Several years ago, there was a huge flood in Central Texas when we were living there. Devastated people's lives. Many lives were lost. 
with the wall of water that came down the Blanco River where he lived close by. And I remember you took our older son to an area where we knew some people that had lost their home and everything to clean up. And you you guys worked for hours helping clear away the rubble and the debris, trees and all this kind of stuff. And I remember when you came home, I said, "Hun, how did you feel about all of that? And he said, Mom, I am exhausted. And he was just laying on the floor in the living room. How do you feel about it? And he said, best day ever. And I thought, wow, this guy, how old was he? Like 13, maybe Maybe. 14. He served until he could not even hardly walk. To him, it was the best day ever. It was the best day because he had given of himself 100%. He saw the result of how his helping others had affected their lives. You know, for those of us in the kingdom, when we go someplace, it's not about preaching a sermon. It is about living one. And there's something to be said for young people being brave enough to do something in service of their God and service of their neighbors, that when they're done doing that job that day, they can rest on it and say, you know what? I did a good job today. Mm-hmm. And I know that God's pleased. We don't need to be worried about whether or not God accepts our sacrifice We need to be a whole lot more worried about not ever taking an opportunity to try to serve. And when we do, we can rest in the knowledge that God is always pleased when his people step up and lean in. Mm -hmm. And I hope we will take opportunities to do more of that this year. Lord knows there's plenty of opportunities around this world to do something that makes a world of difference. Thanks for joining us today on Compassion Radio's 360. We'll be back with you on Monday for our next Chasing the Word series from the Book of Psalms. Friends, we're focused right now on the current crisis in and around Ukraine. Will you help us today? Friends, really, we need you now to step up. Please give generously, even sacrificially, right away. I know that God will be pleased if we do. So call us today at 1-800-868-2478. Mail us at P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859, or give online at CompassionRadio.com. We need you, friend, so contact us today.